All these cases where we said that the person who finds a lost object gets to keep it, and it means that the person gets to keep it because it already it reached his hand or reached his domain. If the fact that he just saw it, I flew enough alone, even if he falls upon it, somebody else comes and actually grabs it. But the person who grabs it is because. Uh, falling on something is not considered a valid acquisition. If you take it into your hand, that's considered an acquisition. Base. A person is riding an animal, or for that matter, he's far away, and he sees a lost object. And the case where you're allowed to keep it, there's no sign, there's no there's, there's no way of knowing who the owner is. tells somebody else who's not riding the animal, who's closer, acquire it in my behalf. Once the guy acquires it, after hearing his instructions, the rider now owns it. Even though it hasn't reached his hand yet. And if this guy afterwards would say, actually, uh, you know, when I picked it up, after you telling me, I picked it up for myself, we wouldn't believe him. If the guy says, pass it to me, or give it to me, hand it to me, and he picks up and he says, I actually took it for myself. In that case, the person... Who picks it up gets it, even though he didn't. Uh, he didn't say it at the time. He picked it up, and while he's walking over to the guy with the behemoth, he says, "By the way, I'm just coming to say hello. This thing I picked up, I'm keeping." He's believed. In the case the guy says, "Acquire it on my behalf," he would have to make a protest and say, "No, I'm taking it for myself." As he picks it up, if once he gave it to him, he says, "By the way, I'm just giving it to you to hold for me because I really wanted it. I picked it up with the intention of keeping it for myself." Even in the case where the guy said, pass it to me, he didn't say, still, once he hands it to the rider who instructed him to give it to him, we don't believe him, the rider gets to keep it. A person picks up a lost object for somebody else. This is that. Even though you didn't ask me to, if I pick it up for you, you acquire it. Even though you didn't make me a he told me nothing. You acquire it, because a person can acquire something on someone else's behalf, become his shliach, even without being appointed, if it's for the benefit of that person. Therefore, if after giving it to you, I say, I want it back, I cannot do that. What if two people pick an object up together simultaneously? So in this case, the din is that they both acquire it. This is not a case where, they, not that they're fighting about who's going to pick it up, they pick it at the same time. That's another story. The simple shot over here is, is that they both pick it up together simultaneously with the intention of each one helping the other acquire it. So therefore, in that case, they both acquire it, they become partners in it. That's talking about a case where both people are sound, competent adults. Now, if uh, a deaf mute, a child, or a, 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 a person who's mentally incompetent, a shaita, pick it up on behalf of somebody, in that case, the person they pick it up for, right, a little child picks it up for his father. The, the, the adult does not acquire it. These people don't have the mental capacity to do that on behalf of somebody else. What if, we, uh, as we said in the end of Halacha Gimel, two people pick it up simultaneously, but one of them is someone who's a deaf mute or a shaiter or a child for that matter, seemingly, but the other person is perfectly mentally sound. So, because the pikeach, the person mentally sound, is not going to acquire it, the deaf is not going to acquire it either. Now, why is the person mentally sound not going to acquire it? Because when two people acquire it, each of them basically makes it tonight, or it's, it's like I'm acquiring a whole of it, you're acquiring all of it. I'll give you my half in exchange for your half. Now, the cheresh doesn't have that ability to do that deal with the bekeach. Therefore, the bekeach is not going to be acquire it. But the bekeach, the, the, the mentally sound person, because he's not getting what he wants, he's not going to acquire, you know, do, do the deal either in, in response. And therefore, the cheresh doesn't acquire it either.
there's room to ask why the Cheresh would not at least get half of it. Um, but basically, that's the idea. The, the idea is, is that uh, the, uh, the even though a, a deaf youth can pick up things for himself, at least with the Ravon, and acquire them, here the acquisition has to happen in the response to somebody else's partnership. And because the Cheresh is incapable of doing that, the Bekeh will not respond to the Cheresh, so nobody gets it. It's still it's still uh, half care. And if a third person comes along and grabs it, it's his. How you shame Cheresh? You have two deaf mutes or two shaitan. Both of them acquire equally, even though Minatera they can't acquire anything. They should love you. Because otherwise, if uh, we don't do that, there's going to become at least two, these two Khereshim are going to start fighting with each other. As we've seen in Lachayud Beis, if a Khereshim picks up something, it's his Midarabonon. So, Midarabonon. So, therefore, Midarabonon, if both of them acquire it, they both split it evenly, so it shouldn't become a fight. Hey. Two people see a lost camel, a lost donkey. We're going to get a case where, for whatever reason, it's a situation where uh, there, there's no way of knowing who the owner is. So both of them simultaneously make an acquisition by picking it, by, 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 by conducting it, making it, uh, directing it in a certain direction, or drawing it in a certain direction by causing it to move one front leg or one back, back leg. That's Meshachu. Hinigur really is like direct, directing the animal, uh, standing in front of it, uh, you know, even if it doesn't move, but you kind of conduct it. Even if the animal doesn't actually move, but you hold its reins, you do something to show you're kind of riding it or conducting it. Or one of them did one man or one of them did the other. The point is that there was a simultaneous deed of acquisition by two people. They both acquire it together. By a donkey. When it comes to a cow, excuse me, a, a camel, there's one difference. In the case where the two people happened, did it simultaneous, but he didn't use the same method. One conducted it, directed it, if you will, and one actually caused it to move. The one who causes it to move is considered a more primary method, and therefore he outweighs, if you will, the other person who's just trying to conduct it or direct it, and he, therefore the Meishech is kind of on his own. All of it. A person, a lost animal, someone comes along and he grabs its reins. He doesn't acquire the reins. Just grabbing the reins is not considered an acquisition. You have to actually draw the animal or make it go in a certain direction. The same thing as if a ger, a convert who passed away with no heirs and and his things are ownerless. So if you want to acquire it, you have to actually directly animal. You can't just grab the reins. However, the person who grabs the reins does acquire the reins. Um, when one of them is riding the animal to, to acquire it by riding it, he's sitting on it, trying to ride it. The animal might not be moving, but he's trying to ride it. One of them is holding the reins. The person riding it acquires the animal. The person who grabs the reins, as we said in the Previous halacha, grabbing the reins does not make you acquire the animal. So, excuse me. The person riding the animal acquires the animal. He also acquires uh, the part of the reins that are attached to his cheeks. That's considered fundamental to the animal itself. The person who is holding the reins. Uh, only gets the part that he's holding in his hand, that section that his hand is covering. The rest of the reins, no one acquires them because there's no good way to acquire the rest of it. Um, neither of these are good ways to, good ways to, to acquire the reins themselves. So you can, the reins apparently have multiple parts. So the part you're holding in your hand, that piece you acquire when you hold it. The, the part attached to the animal's face, that 
that part of the mechanism you acquire by by being kind of the animal. But the rest of the reins, no one's kind of yet. You have to you have to actually do a kinyan, a separate kinyan on it, and whoever does it first will get it. Now, the end of Allah Chavav, we said that the person who grabs the reins of the animal only gets the reins. So in that case, how much is he kind of? Is he kind of the entire thing, or is he kind of just the part he's holding on to? The end of Allah Chavav, that's unclear. It's not like between the shach and the smeh. A person's domain has the ability to make an acquisition on his behalf, even without him knowing, but to a certain extent, as we'll see. Therefore, if a lost object falls into his property, it belongs to the person whose property it is. Ahmed provided that the to guard the a place that's protected from any person who wants coming in and out. There's some kind of fence around it. It's a benefit to field or a garden that's that's unwalled. If he's standing next to his field, well, there he actually means he's in his field, at the edge of the field. If he's outside the field, it's a bigger problem. But he's in the field, even though he's at the edge, far from wherever the object is. He says, let my field acquire for my behalf. So because he's there, and because he says these words, according to the Rambam, but he acquires it. Now, if they had a fence, he wouldn't have to do any of that. It's his automatically. If he's not standing there, or even he is there, but he doesn't say the magic words, let my field acquire for me, call it then it belongs to anybody who comes and get, takes it. Similarly, just like it applies to a, uh, your, your domain, it applies to any amis next to a person. Any object in your four amis, within the four amis of you, are acquired by you, which is if it's your chatzar. Um, uh, so it's actually equivalent to a chutzr with a fence around it. So you don't even have to say, let it be acquired for me. And if the lost object, the item, this hefker item is within your for Amis, you acquire it. Um, uh, whether or not you have to stop, or even if, even if it's true while you're walking, is machalikas aposkim. The Ram is unclear what he says, what he holds. We'll see later on, this doesn't apply no matter where this happens. It has to be a certain kind of place. It does not, wouldn't be in a, in a, in a regular shusarabim or in somebody else's property, I can't just walk into your yard and start uh, acquiring, you know, fefker things that, that fell there uh, because I'm walking through it. It has to be in a place that's not private but not public. It's kind of in between. The chacham are the ones who are misaking this concept of a person's four amas being considered like it's his personal guarded property. So people who find things shouldn't shouldn't fight with each other, right? So if it's if it's you know you get there first, I'm not going to start trying to dive on it and and, and uh, preventing you from grabbing it because once you're close enough to, to within Daladamas, I'll I'll back off. A man when this is whole thing true about Daladamas, besitma in a alleyway, or the shushrab, the sides of shushrab, like not the main place, like the kind of like, like sometimes you have like these, these like little side uh, sidewalks near shushrab that are not as public. They're either elevated or there's little barriers, so there's less traffic there. That's 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 called tzidur shushrab. That the public are not, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, pushing each other over there. Or for that matter, if it's a uh, ownerless area, public place, uh, ownerless field, excuse me. If, however, a person is in a public domain, or in someone else's property, in that case, the Dalai will not acquire his behalf. In that case, the only way to acquire is if he actually re- reaches your hand or you do another method of Kenyan. Katana, a female minor, a girl, under she has this din of her, if she has a property, suppose she's a minor and she, her parents pass away, she inherits a piece of property that has a fence around it. Um, 
or even if it doesn't, and she's there and she says, let my fence, let my field acquire something for me. This din applies to a female minor. She also has the idea of Dalamis. If she's in an appropriate area where Allah applies, once she goes, once she's in within an area near something, and, and of course, we should, I forgot to add, she intends, the person intends to acquire it, that's a Kenyan. The Katan, but a male minor under Bar Mitzvah, Ain Lei this din of Chatz does not apply to him. Is it proper? Will not acquire on his behalf. Nor does the idea of Dalamis. Now, why are we why are we discriminating over here against the boys? The halacha about a female minor acquiring um, um, uh, her, her her field acquiring on her behalf is learned from the fact that her hand acquires for her. Just like a female minor, even though she's under bas mitzvah, she can acquire her bill of divorce, her get, in order to become divorced. Then she's divorced in the event that she was married as a, as a ch- child by her father, which is a considered a biblical marriage. So, so too, if the husband divorces her by throwing the get into her property, that would work as well. Just like she has a courtyard to, that, that can acquire the get in her behalf. So she can she can she can acquire anything on her on 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 her behalf through her field. And have the same concept of your personal uh, property. Therefore, just like a minor girl can acquire her get with her hand, and she can acquire the get with her property, so too can she acquire anything with her property and anything in her dalamus. But a male, where is the, his din about the concept of? His property acquiring on his behalf comes from the fact that he can make a shliach. Just like you can make someone, like we learned in the very beginning of the parak, your shliach and acquiring your behalf, your courtyard can be your shliach, so to speak. But a male minor, a minor cannot make a shliach. That's true of a boy and a girl as well. But the male minor, of course, the concept of a get being acquired by a boy is irrelevant, doesn't exist. So the only question is, can he make a shliach? And the answer is no. Therefore, also his courtyard cannot acquire in his path, nor his dalamis, until the object reaches his hand. So a girl has a hand to acquire a get, therefore she has a chatzah to acquire a mitzvah. A boy does not have the ability to make a shliach until he's a bar mitzvah, therefore his chatzah is not a shliach until he's a bar mitzvah. Someone who sees other people running after lost objects. It's a it's a injured deer or baby chicks that cannot fly. If it's in his field and he's inside of his field, even at the edge of his field, theoretically, if he would run, he would get there before them. And he says, let my field acquire my behalf. So because theoretically he could run and grab it before them. So therefore we don't we're not material to go run and actually grab it. His field acquires it on his behalf. Um, okay, and what if he's unable to reach it before the other people are able to reach it? Or actually, maybe, maybe more importantly, the idea is before they exit his field. Yeah, that's the point. If he, right, it's not the idea that these people would get to perform after him. The question is like this uh, He sees the, the injured deer. Could he get to the injured deer? And grab it before it would exit his field. If yes, then the fact he could grab it gives him the power to acquire it by not even having to grab it, by letting, by saying, let my field acquire it for me. And therefore, his statement is legitimate. And therefore, if the people chasing the deer grab it before he does, it's irrelevant because he says, before they grabbed it. If he couldn't do that, though, if, however, when he would run to the deer by that time, it would already be out of his field. So his saying, let my field acquire it for me, doesn't do anything. And therefore, whoever grabs it first gets it. If it's him, it's him. If it's them, it's them. 
If you can't reach it, it's like as if a deer is running or the chicks are flying. And he said nothing. Whoever grabs it first is Because when we talk about acquiring an object in your field by saying that my field acquired it for me, it's only an inanimate object. It doesn't apply to moving things like animals and birds. An injured deer or, or a... Um, uh, a bird that can't fly is kind of an in-between state. If it's dead, and uh, it's like an inanimate object. So if it's an injured deer or a bird that can't fly, it depends if you could reach it theoretically on your own, then we, we view it as if it's an inanimate and you can say, let my field acquire it for me legitimately. If not, then you cannot. However, what if I want to give you a gift and I have this injured deer or anything for that matter? Since I'm, a, I'm giving it to you, so it's not just you grabbing it, but I'm assisting you in getting it by giving it to you. Right? It's not just you pulling, it's me pushing, so to speak. Yeah, and the injured deer is, uh, you know, uh, as we say, rolling, so to speak, in the field. Therefore, when I put it in your field, or if, even if I put it in your field and with the intent of just, you know, putting it there for no reason, and then after it's there, I say, you know what, let me give it to you. And in that case, you say, let my field acquire it for me. So then, even though you wouldn't be able to reach the deer until it would be out of your field, because I put it there, you can say, let my field acquire it for me. Again, of course, if it's a regular deer, regular bird that I put in your field, then your field does not acquire on your behalf. I made a mistake. When I put the when, the when the giver of the gift puts the item in your field, you don't have to say, let my field acquire it for me. The fact that you're there is the khair sufficient. Okay. If you're not there, then 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 you're not kind of of course, if the field has a fence around it, then you create it regardless. Your base. Find something. So, may I tell you, a child or a person who's mentally incompetent cannot acquire property. Yes, but we ask that if you take it from them, you consider stealing. Why? For the purpose of promoting peace. We don't want people going and grabbing candies from all the, all the babies, so to speak, right? And the fiqh, therefore, because this is a din that's only for the purpose of dark shalom, it's a very lenient rabbonon. If someone else comes and does take candy from the baby, the dayonim will not extract it from him and give it back to the child of the chayrish or the shaitan. And similarly, it's not considered a, 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 a stealing in the sense of him kafab of anishba. If he, guy says, it's not true, I never took it from him, and he makes an oath, he swears falsely, so if he would say that it actually belongs to the shaitan, the fact that you took it from him and you're lying about it normally would make you considered be chayiv a karen v'chayiv mission have to be on karbon ashim gazelis, but this is really a very weak level of ownership. It's just for darkish shalom. Therefore, any chayiv v'chayimish you don't have to give back an extra fifth. You just give back the. the um, excuse me, not chayiv v'chayimish, not chayiv the karen either. Again, we said the bezin will not uh, will not uh, extract it from you. And needless to say, pashas you're not chayiv a karbon ashim gazelis. Last halach you give when a person's children who rely on his his paycheck on his table, so to speak, they find something. despite the fact they are adults, and the adult the chayra of Barabbas Mitzvah acquires something, he finds it. It belongs to him. Similarly, if his daughter, who is already past um, uh, past mitzvah, even though in that in her case, which she's not lying on her father. And even if, if she was sold as a maidservant, which we'll learn in Hilchas um, Avadim, that that can be done. Or a person's non-Jewish slaves find something. If his wife finds something. In all these cases, they belong to him. Because the person's slaves are essentially his extension of his hand. 
person's wife he acquires if she finds it because that's that's the deal he has to support her but then money she makes belongs to him of course that's assuming that was the deal if the wife has the right to say i make enough money i'll support myself but we're assuming that's not the case over here in that case she would be allowed to keep it um and similarly when it comes to children who are still relying on your on your um on your paycheck to sleep at your, by your table even though they're adults you get to keep it because um uh, anything so since since uh, technically speaking you don't have to support your kids after Baramas Mizzah, even earlier than that theoretically speaking in certain senses at this point you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart for or for social norms so we don't want you to start having second thoughts because you know you're supporting them and then they find a gold watch and they're not giving it to you so okay go 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 sell the watch to care yourself so to encourage the father over here to continue doing you know what's appropriate which is support support these kids even though they're past Baramas Mitzvah we give him their credit of whatever they find uh, I guess it goes to him. A person has an adult son of Bar Mitzvah who supports himself. Even though he's actually a minor, excuse me, even if it's a minor, right? This, we learned, or we will learn, that technically speaking, a person can tell his kids after the age of six, go support yourself, even though it's not appropriate. If that happened, this guy supports, his kid supports himself, um, and he's, but he's not relying on his father. So even though he's a he's a minor, even a person's Jewish slaves, or a person's wife who is Suffolk divorced. All these cases, the object is not his. In the case of the child, uh, it's not his because the child supports himself. So he's allowed to acquire his own thing. As we said, your Jewish slaves are their own people. So therefore, of course, it's like any other person. They they, they keep their own items. And if the case where the wife is Suffolk divorced, so you don't acquire it because because um, she can't she can't remarry to ha- uh, be, have someone else support her because you're holding her hostage with the Suffolk get. So you should give her a, a vada, a definite bill of divorce. She can go remarry. Until you do that, it's your fault that she can't be supported by someone else. Therefore, uh, you have no business uh, taking uh, credit for the things that she found.